Ramirez, your host, and today we are going to be talking to Brandy, Brandy Zenzel, which, as I as I trip over her name, Brandy Zenzel with Mary Kay, and as I like to do on my podcast, we're going to have a conversation about how she got to where she is, and she's currently Mary Kay, so I will let her tell you a little bit about what she does to start us off. Hello, yeah. Brandy. Hello, Candice. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you could be here with us. So I get to tell you where I am now, and then I guess you get to guide me back to how I got here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, currently, this is my 19th year celebrated as a Mary Kay consultant. 18 of those have been as a sales director, which simply means I have had the privilege of um, leading women to start their own businesses and discover the best version of themselves through the vehicle of a Mary Kay business. So I, um, I kind of consider myself as a girlfriend's guide. I get to <laughs> sit down with women and hear what's kind of on their mind in terms of self-care or uh, self-confidence, um, what their story is, what matters, and wh where do I kind of intersect them in life? And you might think, well, gosh, all that just to find a foundation or do a brow look <laughs> or get some skincare. But to me, that's a really um, a good way to open the conversation to build some trust and figure out um, if I can help them fine tune whatever really matters. And so sometimes it's just a simple cleansing routine. Sometimes it's a business opportunity. Sometimes it's just sitting and making a new friend. That's what I get oh. to do. I love that so much. And it, I can tell that you love what you do. You know, you definitely have a passion for it. I do. Yeah. Love that. So tell me, Brandy, is that something you've always wanted to do? Have you always been interested in <laughs> self-care and beauty? <laughs> um, no, I, I okay. can't even say really even self-care. I, well, I love doing hair when I was little. I always thought that like I love playing with braids and hairstyles and curling irons and things like that. Um, but the funny thing is I was not a fussy person. Um, my sister played Barbies and baby dolls. We are 16 months apart. Uh, and you would think with us being so close in age that um, we would have a lot of common interests. However, I found mm -hmm. myself as the girl who wanted to figure out how to ride my brother's dirt bike and his motorcycle and um, would much rather like do the yard work than the housework and just kind of saw myself, I, I you know, got in the creeks behind um, houses <laughs> to catch tadpoles. That was more me. So uh, beauty and fussy and pink, definitely not. <laughs> No, it doesn't sound like it. That was oh. my sister and I too, is playing in creeks. And yeah, so I yeah. had that kind of childhood too, Brandy. <laughs> Yay. I loved it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, so talk to me a little bit about where you were in high school. Like, did you have an idea of what direction you wanted to go and then you set on that path or what was what what happened there yeah so I was one of those people that was interested in people and wanted to I saw myself as being in a position of leadership in a position of influence um, kind of in a position of power I mean think of it it's the 80s and <laughs> I graduated 91 uh, high school 90 
one. Yeah. And, um, and so with that being said, it was, um, working girl and, um, and there was all kinds of women as moms and corporate success, um, leadership. And I had had an experience going to France in my first year after French class and loved, loved Paris, loved international (sighs) travel, loved culture and, um, just wanted international to be a part of business. And then I remember them building some of the new skyscrapers downtown in Norfolk and thinking, I want to be at the top floor. Like it was those (laughs) kinds of things. Um, And, and I was trying to put pieces together in terms of, you know, I didn't know anyone who lived that life. I didn't see what a woman corporate executive in real life looked like, but I fantasized through these, um, TV shows and everything, um, yeah. movies, um, what that might look like. And that felt exciting to me. So that was about as far as I was getting, um, you know, knowing that college and pursuing great accolades and a resume and entrance exam and all that was kind of next on my list. Nice. Yeah. So did, so you are Mary Kay now, so obviously you didn't go down that path unless you did, unless you started it and hated it. So tell us a little bit about what, what happened at that fork in the road. Okay. So we're going to cover from 18 to 29 because that's when I started my Mary Kay business. Okay. Like it's, it is, it is a crazy, unexpected (laughs) turn of events. So um, the summer going into my senior year, I found out I was pregnant and I um, really knew what my belief system wanted to do, but the courage to do it um, was, it, it just required a lot from me and yeah. knew that that would not be international business. That would probably not be going away to college as I expected. It would not probably even mean staying in the high school that I was currently in because it was a private Christian school. So I had to really weigh out a decision, that major decision, am I going to to follow what I said I believed? And I wanted to, I just really had to wrestle with taking ownership yeah. of that personally and not expecting my family or my boyfriend or anybody else to do that. That was, and so that was a defining moment. I was 17 and, um, and that uh, I, I really had to consider you know, my future, um, and knowing that by making this decision, everything that seemed like it was next and certain would, would definitely be uncertain. And so So that um, picture of the way you thought things were going to go for you just all of a sudden drastically changed drastically. And I, um, was uh, panicked. And so I, I actually emotionally, um, relationally kind of ran away in that, um, summer, um, hung out with different people, um, you know, broke away from that life just to pretend that I didn't have to really face what could be happening. I wouldn't even identify that it was actually true for a couple months and, uh, got, got on, um, got to a friend that I, um, just that grabbed me and and it was just an acquaintance really, um, because all my close friends and, and my boyfriend said, we, we'll support whatever you want to do. But I, I was waiting for resonance. I was waiting for someone to say, you know what to do. Now have the courage to do it. And I'll stand with you in that courage. And I wasn't hearing that. So um, 
I actually tested a couple relationships, um, my mom's friends and, you know, and just some people that I thought might help guide me and nobody seemed safe, to be honest. And so I really felt alone and until I turned to my faith and I dug into my personal relationship with, um, with God, with Jesus and, and really had a, uh, a deep down drag out emotional, you know, how am I going to do this? And are you who you say you are to me? Um, kind of moment. And through that, um, I got, you know, into this conversation with this friend of mine and she ended up being that resonance. And, um, and so we, we went and got a test and lo and behold, surprise, not surprise, um, yeah. going to do this. And so as soon as I made a salt was true, I knew what I was doing and I, um, so you were ahead. in complete denial that summer, mm-hmm. like you didn't even I really was it. trying to running away from, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everyone who yeah. knew me was like, what's going on? But I just, uh, you know, just t- kind of yeah disappeared in a way so um so that was what was going on and then so I then I had you know subsequent decisions and so um my boyfriend uh proposed to me and I told him I I have to wait on that thought until I know that I know I don't want to make one bad decision or one big decision on top of another decision and and make it out of fear yeah so um so I need to To know know that at 17 is is commendable (laughs) really crazy um yeah and so I I had to go through a string of um communicating to my parents and that my sister was on a missions trip smuggling bibles into Hong Kong okay so (laughs) this is how I mean I felt black sheep okay Um, so then I knew I needed to tell my class that I'd gone kindergarten through 11th grade with, um, so I, there was a class event and I, I, you know, told them, um, because I didn't want it to be a rumor mill. And then I knew I had to face the, um, the school and I went before it all male school board and they did ask me to leave, um, and, um, cited some crazy things that, um, as to, I either, needed I could stay under their rules um but not get married which is a Christian school (laughs) or uh because that was against the rules I mean so legally they were trying I could see that they were trying to figure that out um, what they could do legally so so all this laid the groundwork to make me who I am and this is why it's so significant because you know I was floundering um, as we did make that choice, uh, um, I did get that confidence in my heart through more prayer that when my husband proposed, I was to say yes. And so that mm-hmm. gave us a lot of courage, um, too. And so once all those decisions, then you were made, had a partner in it too, Brandy, you, yeah. know, you had someone to walk through it with you as well. Yeah. And he's three and a half years older. So he was okay. already, you know, starting a career. He and his dad were starting a business and, um, one that they're still operating today. And, um, and I was, you know, part of that, you know, as my summer job, I was helping them with reports and stuff. So, so I, I mean, it was, there was all this stuff going on, but, and I did submit to go to ODU and pursue business um, a degree and got in and went for a couple of years and then not finish because when it got to that kind of decision-making mark of what do I do now? What do I do next? two things happened. One is I had this beautiful baby girl mm-hmm. who, you know, and this awesome husband who's um, starting this business and, and it's been really successful. And I realized my, 
my mindset and my goals and aspirations had changed because I fell in love with a family and, and not a, just a career. So I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up anymore. And (laughs) I was missing my daughter's first steps who was in the caregiving, loving arms of my mother, but I was jealous. I was like, I don't have to miss this. I am electing to do this. I can put this off and come back when another time opens up. Yeah. And if you knew me, you would know that was completely different than my <laughs> mindset because I'm a, a learner at heart. I had a 3.9 GPA. Um, you know, I was in the academic honors program all while juggling a part-time job at the bank, running and helping my husband's business, you know, having a family. So I loved the life that I had, but I, yeah. I realized like I'm, this is a sacrifice. And if I finish, what will I do? If, what if I'm not passionate about it and I'm passionate about my family right now? Right. And priorities change. And I think, you know, the ability and the mindset to roll with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Is, is a good one. You know, it seems like, yeah, that's, and you just, and not be afraid to, to make the shift and change that vision Mm -hmm. if it doesn't feel like it fits anymore. And, and I will say my, you know, our oldest daughter was a couple years old at that point. And I thought, I don't want to have kids far apart. So I asked my husband, you know, if you're, if you're willing to let me work with you more and, you know, you know, how much freedom do I have in this? How much financial freedom and everything? And can we do this? And he's like, I'll support whatever you want to do. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so I think I don't want to continue school right now. And I think I want to have another baby. Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like already. <laughs> and cause he and his sister are seven years apart. So I and my siblings are, you know, You're my close. youngest sister yeah. is six years younger than me. So when there are four of us, so I'm like, um, that's not really working out for you guys. You guys aren't super close. So let's, he's like, okay, okay. And so I sold him on, this could be fun. Trying to get pregnant this time could be fun. <laughs> and it won't be, it won't be nearly as scary as the Oh first my time. gosh. So two months <laughs> later, I'm already pregnant. Oh. And he was like, you tricked me. I'm like, I didn't really know it was going to work that way. Um, so we have our girls, um, at, at, you know, just three and a half years apart. So at 21, I had my second daughter and <laughs> this, we just have the two girls. They're now 30 and one will be 27 and just another week or so. Wow. And yeah, so that really, um, you know, that was a really sweet spot for a while. I, that was exactly what I knew I wanted was being at home, um, supporting my husband's business raising, you know, little ones and being accessible and exploring some things that I'd wanted to do. Like I joined a tennis team and I, you know, got the library card and went and hung out with the kids and did story time and, you know, and had a lot of fun. So you really had a lot of good balance at that point, Brandy. You had like a job that felt good and right. You Mm -hmm. had, you know, you were contributing to, you know, your family, you were taking care of your own health and recreation. So it sounds like you, that was, that was a sweet spot, as you said. Yeah. And it was going really Good until I realized I have um, some ideas. 
And and there's some kind of things I think I want to do. And I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, like in terms of going back for education. Um, But the girls were, you know, now getting into school age and, and I had had some time, my time was opening up a little bit. And I thought, what do, what do I want? And so I just started kind of seeking around and playing around with some ideas and, and like I said, proposing some things to my husband. And my husband wasn't excited about some of my ideas, and I thought they were brilliant. And I thought, <laughs> I thought I've got to find a place to practice this. So I kind of started nice. on the volunteering path and um, volunteered a I lot for my that. church. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where I really got m- much more confidence um, because that's where I did uh, large group teaching for um, for kids in our children's ministry. And and that's where I got the ability to start practicing really public speaking um, and creativity and mm-hmm. um, you know recruiting a team of volunteers and supporting them and providing training. And, and it was, uh, and I was being mentored in it and it, yeah. it felt. You know, and it was in line with things that I loved in terms of supporting my my faith and and supporting what the kids were doing and yeah. um, supporting family and and so that felt really good. And then I was ready for more. Like I was expanding, so I kept moving up. So I would go from fourth and four and five year olds to then first and second grade, and then to you know second and third, and then to fourth and fifth. And and then I'm realizing I think it's I think I just need more, like. <laughs> So, so you definitely have that growth mentality that you're, you know, like you're, you don't, you're not, it doesn't sound like you're ever content to kind of stay in that comfort zone. You like to grow and learn and I do. Yeah. And I didn't know that. It's funny how you don't know, because if you're in education, that's kind of a part of the, the program is that that's what you're doing. You learn and progress, you learn and progress. People give you feedback. And so, um, so that's where I, you know, was kind of, that's where I was when all of a sudden a need presented itself mm-hmm. and this itch to do something and this um, need to do something um, financially to send our daughter to a different school came up and okay. we were struggling financially. We um, had, it's kind of feast or famine in what we do. And we um, had not my husband and I saw finances differently and I'm more the saver and he's more the spender and I'm, you know, more let's plan things out and strategically and he's a visionary and let's, you got to go big or go home. (laughs) And uh, so we were um, in a tight spot when this opportunity um, where she was getting emotionally, you know, bullied basically at school Uh and the academics were awesome, but we had bought the, the school um, bought the mortgage to go into that public school. So we didn't have the, the, you know, bandwidth to afford this (laughs) surprise. Uh, She needs to go someplace else for now. Um, I mean, just, we tried everything and that just became very apparent. So all of a sudden I'm realizing I'm it, it's time to step up and figure this out. And I am panicking because (laughs) I don't have my degree. Uh, so I'm applying for things and everything's asking if you have a degree and it's a no. Um, I really can't do a full-time job because I'm running my husband's business, the back end of all his business right. stuff. So I only have part-time hours to give whatever it is anyway. Um, I'm a leader. And so I really can't come in as an entry level because right. I'm 
way too it doesn't fit competent you. and yeah. I'm not going to get paid enough. Everything. I mean, I was applying anyway, though, because I, I was too, I wasn't proud about it. I was humble, but people were turning me down. They either wanted me to step into a manager position and take more hours or, right, and be full you know, time. yeah, or, you know, get you know, just on, like, do waitressing or, or do something part-time office and, you know, the work from home wasn't really a thing back then. So they wanted you right. to come in and, I mean, every, I was just getting laughed out of interviews. Like, your schedule's ridiculous. You want this much, like Brandy, you're a great person, but unless you can step into more hours or do this or do that. And I just, came so you weren't finding a fit, nothing. And I, I felt like at this point, my skin's breaking out my, it's a wreck <laughs> and everything in my body is just not going well. And, uh... um, and I'm feeling like a failure. I'm feeling like what I'm hearing is, um, you're not, you're not worthy. Like you don't have what the world sees as valuable you're not valuable enough and because that's how I was just so discouraged and so here I am leading up to you know this opportunity with Mary Kay is I feel broken I feel confused I feel incapable of helping my family do what needs to be done and my husband just can't work harder he's doing everything he can I'm cutting coupons I'm, I'm finding every everything I can. Well, and it sounds like you knew what the perfect thing would, would be when you found it. Like you knew what it elements. should feel like. Yes. 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 You knew what, yeah, you knew what it should feel like and nothing was fitting what you wanted. And I started to think this is ridiculous. I, I, I guess it doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't come up with it. I, you know how you, when you're trying to describe yeah. something that you want, but you can't yet and seen it yet. Maybe it's, you can't put your finger on you it. You can't. can't describe it with words. Yep. Yeah. You just like, well, maybe I'll know it when I see it. And yeah. Um, I hope it really exists, you know, that I'm not just making this up because I need real answers. I hope I can find it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, so that's where, so we, everything's, so we made the commitment to send her to the school. We found the, got the last place. Everything was falling into place except the finances. And that is, I, on a personal faith level, the financial part has always been my Achilles heel. Like that's where my faith falls down is, but where, like, but how? Like, Mm -hmm. and I can believe and have, um, great expectations and all others, all these other things, but that is my Achilles heel. So I kind of knew this was, this was kind of like the, my wilderness journey, my, you know, my, you're going to need to trust me again. You trusted me back when it was, you were pregnant. It's time to do this thing. It's been this in 12 years. You got to believe in me like this again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding. Lord, you're not funny. Um, And so I, um, and especially when I I end up crashing my friend's Mary Kay party and my skin felt better. And I bought a couple things, even though I couldn't afford to invest in myself with how I thought, because I was trying to save every dime, but she was so knowledgeable and I truly my skin truly looked better, felt better. I felt happier from being around those people. The products didn't make me happier, but the people in the spirit of it and just thinking, what if this could make my skin clear up a little bit? And, you know, I could just use a win right now. And a couple, so it did. And a couple months later, um, when things started to fall into place, from I don't even remember jobs picked up or whatever and um 
you know, things weren't still perfect, but we were figuring it out. And so I felt a little more open. I ended up having a Mary Kay party and she said some things that I didn't hear at the first one. I don't know if she didn't say them or I just was tone deaf. I just didn't yeah, listen. You weren't, you weren't open to hearing it yet. No. <laughs> and, and so she, I remember just asking her, oh, it's because I had been in all these interviews. So I was asking her, how is it that you earned a pink Cadillac? How, why have you been in Mary Kay for 13 years? What has kept you? You don't seem like the type of person, no offense, but who would be so successful like you're just so real you're not salesy you're not this you're not that so and so I didn't realize there's this invisible sign over my head saying pick me and I'm like no 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 no. you walked right into it I did and because of my natural curiosity and so I really was kind of blindsided by her question at the end of the appointment that said you asked really good questions I think you should know more about the Mary Kay business opportunity I think you'd be great and I went I turned around. I literally turned around and I was like, I thought everybody's left. Who are you talking to? She said, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, oh, you are so cute. You're so funny. No, 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 no. That's not. And then I proceeded to tell basically all my prejudices against direct sales and women, all women businesses and why this would be horrible for me. And how just the, uh, no, no, no. That's so kind of her, but no. (laughs) So I, she was wise enough to say, would you just listen and share your opinion? I, I, wise women um, get the facts and then make decisions from there. And I was like, well, I'm opinionated and I am wise. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you lady, like I think it is. And, um, and that's exactly the kind of mentor I needed. So as as someone who was strong and capable and, and sassy and could kind of, you know, challenge me and um and she saw your potential she did she and saw so yeah. just so it was just a matter of timing and so when I did listen and I I think the wisdom for her was she gave me a tape back in the day um, <laughs> and so she gave me a tape and I listened to it on my errands for um the upcoming weekend and uh and I just remember being floored because I listened because I wasn't, I'm an auditory learner, so that helped. Mm-hmm. But someone yeah. wasn't in front of me, making me feel like I needed to defend or feel pressure or anything. Yeah, you weren't on the defensive. You were just listening to it in your mm-hmm. own space. Yeah. yeah. So when um, it went through the whole thing and I listened to it through twice and I got crying and my girls <sighs> got in the car, got out of the car, got in the car, got out of the car. And they're like, mom, are you okay? Mom, are you thinking you're going to sell makeup? And I'm like, oh my gosh, they know, they they know I'm thinking about this. And, and they, and I said, what do you guys think? And they're like, well, why wouldn't you do it? This would be fun, you know, cause they're eight and 11 at the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you know, guys, I don't wear makeup. And they're like, yeah, but we, we could, and that would be fun. And you know, what, why not? Why won't you do it, mom? I mean, cause I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. And they're like, I'm, they're like, is it the money? And they're eight and 11. Yeah. And I'm choking back tears when they asked me this because they proceeded to say, you know, we have money in our savings account oh, that you could have. Bless their hearts. And I realized something is so wrong. If they know oh. that I am so stressed out about money, then they're, they're I have perceptive. got to do yeah. something. And what if this crazy, ridiculous, pink <laughs> Mary Kay idea 
is the very thing I'm supposed to do so that they never ask me that question again. And I just am silently sobbing and I'm like, thanks guys, but (laughs) I think I'm okay. And and so, but that was, that's what I heard. And I thought, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could get my products at half price, all three of them that I use. Um, And I, I could, you know, maybe sell this to my friends and my sisters and my mom and, you know, everybody uses something. So what's, if that seems like the worst case, then I just had to prepare for the failure because I didn't see it myself as potentially being a success. Right. So that's how I ended up starting Mary Kay. That's, you know, I, I love that story so much because you, you almost went into it kicking and screaming. I did. (laughs) I did. Yeah. And, and I love that because sometimes the ideas that are the craziest. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in like that whole brainstorming thing, right? Where you jot down as many crazy ideas without the filter. And sometimes that crazy idea just keeps coming back up in and, and like grabbing hold. So I love that that happened to you. (laughs) Me too. Obviously it was the right idea for me and I just, it came in complete disguise because 19 years later, it's the longest thing I've ever done besides being a parent and being a wife. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. And I love the way you talk about what you do, Brandy, Mm because it just definitely is so much more than product and makeup and skincare. It's it's so much more than that to you. And I think that that's that's what resonates with people. And that's why you're so successful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we have talked for, you know, almost 30 minutes, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to let you get on with your day. And I thank you so much for sharing your story with everyone. I think it's a good one. And it's, you know, a story of you never, you never know where life is going to take you and you just got to roll with it and take those chances. So thank you so much. My pleasure. And if you want to find more about me and what I'm doing, check me out on LinkedIn at Brandy Zenzel. And I will, I'll look forward to meeting you there. All right. Thank you so much, Brandy. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow Forth Podcast, where my guests share their experiences about navigating life's transitions and forks in the road. To learn more about how I support individuals experiencing change and transition, you can visit my website at www.candicesuarez.com. I can help you to cast a vision and create a plan to grow into what's next.